This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Friday afternoon. I'm Hannah Pagel. EPA released the new definition of waters of the U.S. this week, but farm groups are concerned the rule does not address what relatively permanent means. On this week's AgriPulse Newsmakers, EPA Assistant Administrator for the Office of Water, Radhika Fox, joined to highlight the new WOTUS rule and what it means for rural America. Fox says the new rule provides more clarity than previous rules. One of the things that we did is we codified long-standing uh, exclusions that had been a big question mark for, for producers. So, for example, um, prior converted cropland is excluded. It's very clear in the rule that that is excluded. And we also um, uh, aligned the definition of prior converted cropland uh, with uh, USDA definitions. The new rule replaces the significant nexus test with a new term, relatively permanent, to determine if a body of water should fall under Clean Water Act jurisdiction. Farm groups say they are concerned about the broad term, but Fox says there have been decades of jurisdictional determinations on what relatively permanent means. There's a whole body of work that already exists around relatively permanent and how to understand that standard. Um, And we're going to continue to hear from and listen to to our stakeholders, our constituents, to see um, if further clarification is needed. And if so, we will continue to, to, to do that clarification through tools, resources, potentially additional guidance. Courtney Briggs with the American Farm Bureau Federation and Tom Hebert with the Bayard Ridge Group were also on this week's show to discuss the next steps for the rule. Briggs says the Biden administration does the opposite of providing more clarity to farmers. It failed to provide more context and more meat on the bones as to what relatively permanent means. And Justice Alito said that since since significant nexus is uh, no longer a regulatory test that we can use, the relatively permanent test is the test moving forward. But unfortunately, the agencies have left that very vague, uh, very ambiguously defined. And that is a problem for our members because that just leads to more uncertainty. Briggs says in order to understand what the term relatively permanent means, you have to look back at the 2006 Supreme Court case Rapinos versus the United States. And while a lot of people like to hang their hat on a certain footnote where Scalia is referencing seasonality, Scalia was very clear that a stream that flows uh, for 290 days could be a relatively permanent stream. So at a minimum, ephemeral features should be out. But also, it is our opinion that there are many intermittent streams that should no longer be regulated by the federal government. You can watch the rest of the WOTUS conversation in this week's Newsmaker Show on our website or tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on RFD-TV. The U.S. Forest Service announced today it is investing $20 million in research to help develop new technologies for ecosystem restoration. 30 research studies will be funded with the $20 million and centered around addressing threats to ecosystems like forests, grasslands, and watersheds. Many of the areas receiving investments are home to fish and wildlife habitat, recreational land, drinking water resources, and acres with potential for carbon storage. Finally today, Hurricane Idalia passed through some agricultural areas in the southeast United States this week. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says wind gusts had the biggest impact on the area. 
Hurricane force winds are 74 miles per hour or greater. Tropical storm force, 39 to 73 miles per hour. And that wind field generally ran between major agricultural areas. A lot of the higher winds were across forested and swamplands. Some of that is commercial timber, so there could be some implications for the commercial timber industry across northern Florida and southern and southeastern Georgia. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. U.S. agriculture contributes just 10% to overall greenhouse gas emissions, a lot less than other industries. Agriculture also plays an active role in enhancing wildlife and absorbing carbon. Learn more at fb.org sustainability. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Hannah Peichel.